Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of A Different Identity. I want to let you know that this show is being brought to you by our good friends and media partners at May We Help You Radio. My name is Lawrence Jackson, and I'm being joined by the controversial one, author Pamela Mintz. Listen, folks, each week we share insight. We share perspective, but most of all, we share our experiences. And we do it because we want to show you the value of doing things differently. We believe that when you know better, you will do better. And better is exactly what we want you to be. Better in what you see, better in what you believe, and your better starts today. So once again, it is time to talk about it on this edition of A Different Identity. Pamela. Yes, 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 yes. We were almost having technical difficulties again. I was getting scared. (laughs) We did good for the past two weeks, and that little spirit was back trying to delay us again. But thank God we prevailed. We prevailed. We prevailed. So we want to remind you all that we have a very, very, yes, yes, yes. We have a very active Facebook page. It is entitled A Different Identity Radio Talk Show. We encourage you, you, and you to go to Facebook, check it out, send a member request, and engage with our audience. When I tell you they are just as opinionated as I am, it gets scary sometimes. I drop some things off and then I run because that crowd is no joke. (laughs) So if you enjoy what you hear on Thursday nights, we encourage you to join us 24-7-365. Also, we appreciate your comments. We appreciate when you call in. We appreciate any feedback that you have. We have literally, Lawrence, been on the air over five years. Have you realized that? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. So Absolutely. We welcome your feedback. So send us an email at a different identity at gmail.com. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what we can improve on. Tell us what you like about this show. Tell us how much you love me. I always enjoy that, of course, how much you enjoy me. Yes, 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 only me. Lawrence, he okay. But anyway, send us some feedback and tell us how we're doing. <laughs> and with that being said, Lawrence, it's another Thursday. All right. It is, it is, it is. So, you know, I kind of scoured the Internet and scoured the page to kind of find uh, something to kind of start to show off with. And actually, I, I found 
something, I'm not sure if you posted it, but, and I'm not even sure if our listening audience is aware of that whole Applebee's uh, video. And so. <laughs> I know um, what you're talking about. <laughs> I did post it. Give me a take on that because I'm I'm a little twisted. I, I'm definitely a little twisted now, on that. Now, now give them a give them a synopsis of what it is for those who haven't seen it first. Okay, um, so if you haven't seen it, definitely go to the page and check it out. But um, the synopsis of it is this: this this gentleman takes his lady, uh, has her birthday party at Applebee's. And so as they are completing dinner, the cake comes out, they go to sing happy birthday, and she now takes the cake and starts pushing it in his face, essentially throwing it at him because she did not want to have a birthday party at Applebee's. Uh, From that place, there were a bunch of uh, verbal exchanges. Uh, There were several profanities being used towards uh, <laughs> towards him, um, to the degree where it, it really, really got ugly. And so, two issues I have with it. The, the first one is like if you didn't, I think it was a great gesture for him to to take his lady out and celebrate her. It looks like a lot of people who were close to her attended because it looks like there was a full table. It wasn't like two or three people. It looked like probably 10 or 15 people, maybe more, that was there. The issue that I have with it is this, is nobody from the table stepped up to say anything. They let her do that. Well, Lawrence Jackson, when I saw that foolishness, I was in awe because, that man actually thought he was doing something kind for her ungrateful ass, and I'm going to say her ass. Because the way she carried on and had a temper tantrum, you would have thought he offered, had given her a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. All of the people that were there were in, they were just looking in astonishment like they didn't know what to do. But the only thing about it that got me, Lawrence, is, he had to have known that she acts like that. Do you think that he realized that she was that bad, or that was his first experience with it? I didn't think. I didn't think personally that was his first experience with her foolishness. Yeah, I definitely don't think that that was her first time acting like that. But again, nobody stepped up to say anything. Like you go through dinner, you have dinner. Now you get to the part, the 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 celebratory part, where you're now singing happy birthday. Like why? And, and I understand that that could possibly be her behavior, but why display it in a public setting like that? And not only was there adults at the table, but there were kids at the table too. But you know what else was bad about the situation to me, Lawrence? She knew they were there to celebrate her birthday. Absolutely. Why did she wait to show off when it got to the portion? You knew that all those people were sitting around. I'm sure they probably gave you gifts when they came in. She knew darn well what was about to happen. So why did you decide to make a scene at the end? Did you expect something different? What did she think? And it made me wonder, you know, some women get besides themselves if they think that they're going to get something super extra special 
because it's their birthday. Maybe she thought she was going to get a proposal or something. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't get it. And it's like the, the people who are in, our, in the restaurant are, like, looking like, what in the world? But nobody moved. They, like, kept eating. They just kept doing whatever they were doing. But how about this, Lawrence? She was dressed like she was going to um, something grand. He was in a suit. So maybe she thought she was going to something else after that. Why show off? Why not wait and see what was next? She just went berserk when they started singing. Didn't she, shouldn't she have yeah. expected that if they were there singing a birthday? I mean, for her birthday? I don't know. I think it was ridiculous. It was, and so It was absolutely ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. And so you know, we we uh, we had dinner this weekend, and there was a there was a millennial sitting at the table with us, and um, and she she kind of said she's like I think guys enjoy women who are mean to them, and and I just kind of looked to see like what does that mean? And so because if she said she thinks that guys enjoy women being mean to them. It might be so. I might I might have to agree with that. Pam, yeah. Pamela, Pamela, Pamela. Yeah, I'm I'm going if with I it, sorry. If I didn't, I believe if I didn't are, meet you If I didn't I meet you like that some men I Lawrence, I believe there are some men who don't appreciate a woman until she's mean to him. They like it. So relative to this video, I mean, not only is it embarrassing, like, okay, I can see you being mean to me. I can't really see it, but in private, but not in public. And, and for like some this. strange reason. If, a, if, some, if some man stays with a woman after that, right, obviously she like it. I wonder if they broke up. I bet they didn't. And he he made her and he she made him into a circus clown. I bet they ain't that would have been that would have been the last day she would saw me. She would never have to worry about me calling, whatever. She would not have to worry about me again. But I, I guess can pretty much how much you want to bet? There are many men, and they're not going to admit to it openly like this. But I bet you there are many men who deal with them foolishness with women being mean and nasty to them. Every man don't run away the first time. They say, oh, she just did it that one time. She ain't going to do it no more. Yeah, but I, I think the and, you know, I don't want to get stuck here, but I, <laughs> I didn't meet you like that. I agree. But that, but guess what? Some of them did meet them women when they were showing off like that. You ever thought about that? Some of them did meet them when they was like, what you want? And they just kept on like, why are you, why are you so mean? They kept talking. Think about Think about that scenario. They kept talking, right? They kept on saying, why are you so mean? What do you mean, why I'm so mean? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Well, you know, you need to smile. You're a pretty young lady. You need to smile. And he started buttering her up, right, till she came out of it. You met her mean tail while she was mean. You buttered her up to get her phone number. You expect her to be different? Come on, now. I expect people to act age-appropriate and where they are public appropriate. Like, to to not only feel like you didn't want to have your birthday party at Applebee's is one thing. 
you you whisper to that you whisper that to me privately, and and maybe I can arrange something else. But it looked like it was a celebratory moment where she was trying to bring he was trying to bring other people to help in the celebration. It's not really about the place because. Can you act like that in Roof Chris? Can you act like that in, in, in other upscale places? Probably not. But again, it's appreciating the moment, not where it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not justifying her actions because she was dead in the wrong. But I agree with the statement. There are some men who like women who are mean. I think we all have our moments. I think we all have those times where, just like you said, we're tired, we're frustrated, um, but there's still no way that you have any right to take that moment out on somebody. And, and again, I have my moments. I'm, I'm not even going to – I'm not going to front. I'm not going to – I have my moments where there are a lot of things going on, but they're manageable. But but but, but 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 Lawrence, you're taking this out of context. Everybody has a moment where they're either upset, don't want to be bothered, things like that. Everybody has those moments. But the point is, you don't act out in environments like that. And the point is, she probably acts like that all the time. That's not a one-time action. He probably met her mean. He tried to butt her up because she probably had a big old butt. Some big breasts, a small waist. That's what he was watching, and he figured if he keeps talking, she'll come around and be nice. And all of a sudden, he realized later on down the line, oh, this chick is nuts. Yes, yeah, she is. But now you're in it. And some men, unfortunately, like mean women. Yeah, I get it, but I, I guess I don't get it and I don't understand it because, you know, you you basically embarrass somebody to climb up on a chair, to throw cake and whipped cream in his face and embarrass him to the degree because he still got to pay the bill. You still got to walk out of there. Right, and, you got to walk guaranteed. out there with people like, looking at and you. And look, but the funny thing about it is, Lord, you know, back in our day, you might have had the moments that nobody – saw that stuff for the people that was there. Now, today, millions of people now see it because there's always somebody somewhere with a camera that videotaped it, and now you embarrassed forever because his boys are now joking him. Like, man, what the devil is wrong with you? Why would why you let Shorty show out like, like that on you? Again, that would be her That would be her last time. That would be her last time. But I but I bet you, because I bet you, it's, it's, I wish somebody would follow up with that on Facebook and find out if he stayed with her after that. I bet you he is. It's one thing to be unappreciative, and then it's another thing to be unappreciative and abusive. Because that was abuse. <laughs> However you look at it, however you view it, those are the two things that kind of play that came into play with me. Is one, you didn't appreciate the moment of somebody trying to do something for you, and then secondly, you know, you embarrassed the heck out of them in front of people. Like it's, it's I mean, you're talking about crazy. being emasculated. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I that's crazy. So, but again, I agree. I agree with the millennial. 
there are some men who like it. I don't agree, but you know that's neither here nor there. So let's let's get into tonight's topic because you know even seeing the video and 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 you know other having other conversations and other discussions. I guess my first question tonight is: Is there a Cinderella illusion? Are there people that that have this 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 dream of you know going out on a date that that ends up getting a dress and and living happily ever after. Well, you know what? I this is what I would say. Before before my current relationship, I would have said, That's a freaking dream. But now I will say that that's possible. So you know, so you're first, saying you, you know, do Go ahead. Do you I'm believe in fairy tales? Yep, I do. Okay. Now. Before now, I didn't. I told you, get the hell out of here with that foolishness. No such thing. Girl, open your eyes. You live in a nightmare. It'll show up. The nightmare will show out. Yeah, you are I have hilarious. A on it now. It's the truth. Cool. I have a different spin on it now. You know, amazingly, you know, I always said it too. Remember, I said there's no such as no Prince Charm and nobody riding on a white horse. Get the devil out of here. That's a dream. That's impossible. But the funny thing about it is, and and, and I say this loosely, but you know, like the the story of Cinderella. I mean, basically, it was like a it was a feel good movie. It was like reminding us to to to, to be yourself, to believe in your dream. And even though you know she went through all of these things with her stepmother and her stepsisters, and she ends up getting invited to the ball and, and all of these great things. And you look at um, stories like Pretty Woman uh, with, with Richard Gere um, and Julia Roberts, where you know, if you're familiar with the scenario, he meets her, yes. you know, on Wilshire Boulevard and, and all of those things. Yeah. And and so I really want to try and figure out, one, do fairy tales still exist? And then, it, it, so here's my first question. Let's, I, I just want to jump in here. And this, and this, this is probably going to be a little more educational than confrontational tonight. Um, but I really want to find out this because when I started to look at, um, the, the story itself, the, the background of how she was treated mm-hmm. um, by her stepsisters and her stepmother and all of that. You remember the cartoon. But my first question to you tonight is this. Who is responsible for preparing you for romance? You know, that is a very interesting question because I often thought about that myself because people say that um, a father is a little girl's first love, mm-hmm. right? But what about the little girls that didn't have a first love? Mm-hmm. Is it true that they, they're not prepared for romance because they didn't have that experience? And I don't necessarily think that that's true. So that's a, a good pondering question because, just because she didn't have a father that loved her doesn't mean that she's not prepared to love somebody else. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard stories, um, you know, as I have about women who um, start these patterns and start these cycles of getting with guys or being with guys, trying to what they call replace that love 
that they didn't get as a little girl from their dad. And so every guy they get with, they're basically trying to replay um, the love that they thought that they were supposed to get from that father or that father figure. And, you know, I've often thought about that one, too, because transparently I can say my father wasn't around at all. And when he came around, I was very angry because my my total take as a young woman was where the hell were you? And don't come back thinking you're going to run stuff now. So I totally get that. But then at the same token, the only reason, in my opinion, that I did some of the things that I did was the rebel, him coming back, not that he wasn't there. So So I can't explain for somebody else why they do what they do. I know why I did what I did. So, and, and, you know, excuse the answer if not, do you think the absenteeism of him was that more – more a driving force or was it the fact of um, you wanted to prove him wrong? Knowing me, I wanted to prove him wrong. And so does that now affect some, your dating choices or did it affect your dating choices? Of course it did. Of course it did because initially, you know, they always say that a, a girl marries her father. I I beg to differ. I beg to totally differ. Because my um I think that in some cases the father wasn't even good enough to be somebody that the daughter should date. So I I'm against that statement. But that doesn't mean that it's not for some. I think that even some fathers just just like some scenarios that I think about, just because a girl is has a mother and father their whole life growing up in the same household, does not mean that they're going to pick a man and marry him and do the same thing. I've seen this play out too many times. It doesn't work like that. So if that's true, then that means him being absent, you still got the same odds. And that's true too. But And so does the odds change because you saw um, – or because you had a two-person household, or was it the things that you learned from them gave you the perspective and the, you know, and all of the things that go with it to help your choice? Well, the motives that he was coming back were not pure. They weren't about me. They were more about my mother. So I think that when that's the case, I, you know, you here, I see who you are. All right, you can go about your business now. Bye. You ain't been here for 11-plus years. All I, right. I got this thing. But for a child that's in a two-parent household, for example, and they have their, uh, the daughter has the mother and the father there, I've seen now plenty of, of, of instances, especially young ladies growing up now, where the father is more participatory in their lives. So mm-hmm. they see boys a little different. And then I seen young ladies whose fathers was there, and they are so messed up. <laughs> and, and, and you just don't tell them because they in a state of confusion. So I don't think, I think that everybody, every woman's story is different. 
I don't think that it influence. I think that every woman wants the pretty woman, the Cinderella scenario. Every woman wants that, absolutely. You grew up reading those books. Of course you did. That's your goal. But for some reason, when your hormones hit at 13, some at 9, 10, and 11, you're like, oh, this ain't, it ain't going to go like that. <laughs> it's just not going to play out like that. And see, the funny thing is, you know, from the guy's perspective, when I think about that same question of who was responsible for preparing me for romance, like I think I learned it more from the street. I think I learned it more from school and watching people interact, like, you know, running up on a girl and grabbing a butt, take off running, or pumping a girl. Like those were the things that we learned visually. Like, nobody really yep. sat down and says, listen, when you like somebody, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Like, and, you know, I don't blame my parents, but I don't think we had that type of conversation. I think we had the conversation about the birds and the bees, but and that's why I specifically said romance. Who prepared and you right, for because, romance? And, you know, it's funny, you know, we think back to certain scenarios that occurred when we were growing up. It was like you, you laid down on the phone all night, you know, even if yep. you just listen to them breathing. You know, that was our little puppy love. You know, you wrote little letters and gave it to him when you saw him. Or you made the little tapes. Remember, you used to take the tapes and you just take songs off the radio and you would oh, give yeah. them to him and say, this is our little love song tape. You know, it, it was things that we did growing up as romance that young people today don't do at all. So when it comes to then versus now, it's very different. So then, I guess we learned our, like you said, we learned our romance from the from our peers. You know, at, when we got to a certain age, I'll never forget when we got when I got to eighth grade, everybody had a boyfriend but me. So what did I want a boyfriend because everybody else had. Everybody else had one. Wow. Right, and it was about what everybody else was doing. So it was more about my peers versus what I was learning at home because it wasn't really <laughs> you weren't learning anything at home as far as yeah. romance. Now nowadays, nowadays. The, the household looks so different. It's not a mother and a father, nine times out of ten, father or mother, or it could be a grandmother. It might even just be the father. It could be the aunt. It could be a big sister. The the home front scenario looks so different that they learn about, I don't even think, if you probably if you polled high schoolers about romance, they'd be like, what? They won't even know what it is. So then I guess That's the next question, Lawrence, is romance, when does it start to happen? Does it happen immediate? Let's let's bring it up current because we're not young people no more, so we can't live in the past. We have to live in the right. current. So does romance start from the first date? Does it start from somewhere in the middle? Where does it start? So I, I think for I think for guys the romance starts on the first date. Like I think that in and, and, and hopefully, you know, you do these things to prepare. You do these things to prepare yourself, and then you do those things to prepare for the person, right? And so, you know, from my day, and I know we talk about current, but from my day, you, you were going to pick somebody up. You made sure your car was washed. You made sure you, you, you got your hair cut. You made sure that you were groomed properly. You made sure that everything was, your, your pants were ironed, your shirt was ironed. You looked a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you did was when you went to pick her up, you wanted to take her to a place that was going to be impressive. 
Mm-hmm. So whether or not that <laughs> whether or not that was Applebee's or Chili's or whatever. You you did so those you're things saying, so because you wanted to show. Man's, so the man's standpoint, romance is impression, the impression. Yes. And see, I think it's different for a woman. Okay, let's 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 take a I, quick commercial break because I, I want to get into this okay. a little bit more. Unless our producer tells us that we don't have to, but commercial, yeah, anyway, she to. can let us know. Got you. Attention Baltimore surrounding area residents. If you're looking for a new career opportunity to work for a company with weekly pay and fast advancements, Next Level Marketing is looking for field agents who are outspoken, self-driven, yet have a team member mindset. And you're going to be speaking to their clients about saving hundreds of dollars a month on their smart energy choices. If this is you, contact the employment hotline by calling 443 443- 703 or go to com and visit the Now Hiring page. Again, that number is 443-703-6081 and tell them that you heard about this opportunity on a different identity radio. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break, uh, but we will uh, be right back after this commercial. We're not taking a commercial love. Did you out sound as you may say, keep rolling? I was pausing, Pam, so now you done messed up the pause. That's all right. We don't need a pause. Okay, know, so, know, so let's get like All right, so let's so let's get to this. And and so I kinda just gave you the scenario of women. I mean of men. So what things do you think in, in the Cinderella illusion or in the Cinderella scenario, what things do women do? To be chosen. Well, I'm not going to say that women do to be chosen. I'll say this. Um, I think that women's a woman's idea of romance from a man truly does start from the first date, but it's in the things that he does. Okay. So if he brings, say, a flower, a rose, that's romantic. Okay. If he prepares lunch and says, we're going to have lunch out at the park, that's romance. Um, okay. Those are the things that women consider. He grab her hand and want to hold her hand. So, see, it's not, for women, it's not about impression that he does as a gentleman that woos a woman. So, mm-hmm. when you talk about romance for us, that's where the romance starts. Now, as you get further along the relationship, of course, that shifts, but that's the romance. Like you said, for a man is getting the car, make sure the car is clean, making sure you picked out a nice restaurant, and, you know, you smell good, you dress nice. Yeah, women do all of that, too. We do all of that, but that's because we know we got, we're we about to make an impression, but it's not about romance. Okay. So, so. What happens, so, and I know we we talk about going through the, the choosing process. Again, we're, we're looking for that Prince Charming. We're looking for that knight in shining armor. And so do you think there are things that women do to become more desirable? Of course. Such as? And if she's smart, she keeps it up. So, for example, uh, she makes sure her hair is neat. She makes sure she smells good um, because smells is, an, is a good, you know, attractor. 
She uh-huh. makes sure that she's neat. She makes sure that her underclothes match. She makes sure that her body fits just right into her dress or her outfit. Uh-huh. So, yeah, those are the things that a woman goes through to make sure that she is living living the part. Okay. All right, so let me ask you this question. And so uh, let me ask the question, and then I'll, I'll give you the scenario. And, again, we, we're talking about today. So do you think it's still a woman's desire to be rescued? Absolutely. And I, you know what? The funny thing is I think that it increases as we get older. I think that somewhere in between That's our, maybe our, our 20, I'll say like 25 to 35, maybe a little less, we don't want to be rescued. We're chilling. We're enjoying life. So we're getting our career on, partying, loving, doing all the things. But at a certain, as we start getting older, you start to have a need because now you're realizing you're getting older and you don't want to be by yourself. So if you haven't found that Prince Charming in between those ages, you decide to just give up on that idea. You just enjoy dating and getting around. But as you get older... It changes. It shifts. The desire is greater. So, um, um, you know, I'm listening to your statement, and I'm trying to figure out the part where you say you you want to have a family, you want to have a, a man to be supportive and to support you. When, when when does that happen? Some women don't desire it at all. But I think that once, at a certain point, a woman gets tired of doing all of those things. Tired of partying, tired of being by themselves, tired of being alone, and they want companionship. One of the things that I that I read, and you know, and even in dealing with the Cinderella scenario, is through all of the the things that happened to her, she maintained a, a great posture. She maintained, um, you know, kindness, forgiveness, goodness, all of these things. Talk about. Talk about to our listening audience the woman who has now had her heart broken but still has an expectation or still wants to be rescued by someone. How, how does that well, play a woman out? Has, well, well, of course, for the woman who, who has had her heart broken needs healing time. Needs definitely because you don't want to be bothered because <laughs> I didn't want it to be some – you know, I'm going to put this out there. I wanted to do some crazy things to some people after a while because it started getting on my nerves. At a certain point, everybody has their threshold of what they can take. And when you reach that threshold of what you can take, then you start to mentally go through some changes that you either got to step back from people or you know you're going to hurt somebody because it starts to get bothersome. So I think for a woman, she has to take that time alone, but when she takes a good man, and when she gets that experience, then she'll realize that she's ready. It don't happen okay. overnight, though. So, you know, I read this very interesting quote, and so, you know, I'll insert this so wait, here. Wait, before, before you, but wait, wait, before you go that far, won't you stop for mm-hmm. a second? Because, you know, men seem to take longer than women to get to that point. How do you know as a man that you're ready to find you a Cinderella, pretty woman? 
Well, I think from um, – and maybe it depends on family structure. Maybe it depends on how you were brought up um, or, or what you grew up in or grew up around that you want to have a family, that you want to have that family structure, that you want to have somebody um, that you can come home to um, to, to procreate with um, and, and all of those great and wonderful things. I think that innately it's always there. It's just timing and trying to find someone who fits. And, okay. and I think so, that search. So, so, but what makes you decide to search? Because just like you said, I think some things are, are peer influence. Like if you see your buddies, you know, they, they, hey, I got a date, I'm going out. This, you know, I can't hang with y'all because I got a date, I'm going out, I'm going out, I'm hanging with this girl, I'm going out with this girl. Eventually, you want to be a part of that. Like I think you want to enjoy those types of conversations, and you want to be able to say you have that special someone in your life. And so, you know, I think today you can say that people are probably more chilling or things of that nature. But as I learned about family and family structure, it was like go to school, get a good education, get a get a job, right, um, and start a family. And you start a family with someone um, who can support and be supportive. In, in your endeavors, who will be able to help, who will be able to get you to that place that you want to get to, and then you help her get to the place that she wants to get to. It all at that point becomes mutual. Okay. And so that's where Prince Charming comes in because it's like I need to find my equal. Okay. That person who you enjoy coming home to, you enjoy spending time with, you enjoy being around, you can have that time with your boys, but the the romantic part, and not just the sexual part, but the romantic part of having somebody to be a part of your life and a part of your dreams and a part of all those things, that's what helps you, you know, as they say, you don't find love, but love finds you. I've found love. Or I've found someone to love. So okay, so that brings me to another question for the men then, because you know, do your do your decision of deciding that you're going to look for quote unquote Cinderella or your pretty woman. How do you know that you found her? Because women always struggle with that because you know that's how hearts get broken. So how do you know you found her? I think at that point it becomes emotional. I think that um, for guys, you you and there was a scenario, and I'll just describe it briefly. I was having a conversation with somebody, and he was saying, "Hey, when I when I met this lady, if I told her I wanted to do something, she did the research for me. She came back with, hey, if you do this, 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 and this, this is how you get there.'" So not only did she support his dream, but she was supportive of it. And for okay. some, that that point, that point alone stuck with me to the degree I was like, wow. To have somebody and it's like, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but you need to get a job, but you need to, like those days are played. 
when you start talking about romance, when you start talking about the place that you want to get to, whether it's Cinderella or it's Prince Charming, something has to happen that's magical. With not, it's like this is the person, you know, soulmates, all of those different things, all of those things come into play. But you're saying you are the one. I can't see myself with anybody else. You know, I, I have a, a, another scenario where one of my buddies was telling me he was dating this woman, and, and, you know, she would come to his house, she would clean up, she would prepare stuff, she would do all of these things. I guess they had an argument, they broke up, and then all of a sudden he started dating somebody else, and she would come to his house, and she didn't do none of the things that the other girl did. And, and in, a, in, a, in a moment he said he realized that this was the one I wanted to be with, and not just because she did stuff, but she cared enough to do. And see, that brings in a whole nother scenario. Why does it take for men to lose her to, for them to realize that was the her? Child, I can't answer that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even for men in general. Because it's men, on both sides. It, may not it, be ain't, your it story. ain't just men. That may not be your story, but no, it is most of the time with him. And so I'm asking for the women in the world who want to know why does it take for most men to lose her to realize that's her? That's a common scenario. And I think it is a common scenario. Unfortunately, I think that um, we have a tendency to believe, well, sometimes I don't say believe, but I say think. We have a tendency to think that the grass may be greener on the other side. But again, when you start matching, when you start looking at, when you start comparing, and and not that comparisons, you know, but again, looking at his scenario, again, what he described, he knew that she cared. And at the end of the day, for any man, you want to know that your woman or your significant other cares enough to clean up, enough to prepare dinner, enough to say, if you say I have a dream or idea or a thought, that they help you get there. And is that a lost art of romance? Probably. probably. Mm. But I think those things take time. I think they take energy. I think they take effort. But it takes the cooperation of both to get there. No man wants to believe at any turn that she is not supporting him or supportive of him. It has nothing to do with money. You, you ought to be my biggest anything. cheerleader. Okay. All right. Point well taken. Next. Thank you so much. Well done. Oh, my goodness. You are hilarious. It wouldn't be me if I just let you go on and just be nice about it. Is it that time? Oh, it's time. So let me. I guess before we do this, let's let's just find out if there's anyone that's online or um, listening to tonight's conversation has a question. If you have a comment um, about the Cinderella illusion, is is Cinderella an illusion today? Um, you know, is every story going to have a happy ending? Of course not. So that's the question tonight. That's that's what we're talking about. Um, 
you know, give us a call, 646-652-2512. Just press the number one um, and let our engineer know that you are on the line and you want to join tonight's conversation. But in the meantime, uh, one of tonight's sponsors is Audible.com. They are a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audio books whenever and wherever you want, and you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at www audibletrial.com. Just make sure you use the backslash of M-W-H-Y-L-L-C. Again, www.audibletrial.com using the backslash M-W-H-Y-L-L-C. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back after this. Debonair Entertainment is your full-service entertainment company. We feature bands, DJs, classical ensembles, and more. Whether you're planning your wedding company event, mitzvah, or birthday celebration, Debonair Entertainment has the perfect act for you. We also offer photo booth rentals to accent your event. Call us today at 804-690-7682 or contact us on the web at debonairentertainmentinc.com. Debonair Entertainment, your party starts here. If you're the parent of a child with behavioral challenges that has been suspended, expelled, or just not able to make it in a traditional school setting, there is an alternative. Call the Metropolitan Day School today. Licensed and accredited grades K-12, through call 804-321-2595. Financial assistance and after-school programs are available. Let's turn this school year around right now at the Metropolitan Day School where Eagles soar. Call Ms. Thomas today, 804-321-2595. Brought to you by on the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on May We Help You Radio Network. So on the May We Help You Radio Network. MWHY Radio Network. May We Help You Radio. On the May We Help You Radio Network. Only on the May We Help You Radio Broadcast Network, the network that helps you. Folks, welcome back to A Different Identity, Up Close and Personal with Lawrence and Pam. Tonight we are talking about the illusion of Cinderella, a dream, a date, and a dress. So, Pam, let me ask you this question. Is Cinderella more than a dress? Oh, absolutely. Why? That's just the outward. The street? Um, yeah, that's just the outward thing to show everybody else that you actually became what you said, what you felt. That's for everybody else. 
that's just a part of it. So, in in the in the, in the Cinderella story, what do you think was the most important part? Was it the dream? Was it the dress? Or was it the date? Um, probably most important was the dream, <clears throat> and I say that because she remembered it. The dress may not fit again, but the dream is what was holding her long enough for her to get to it. Sometimes things happen, and I feel strongly about this, sometimes things we're shown things in life to give us hope about the future. So the dress and the date was the manifestation of the dream. But the dream was the most important part of the whole thing. Because she, if she had forgotten the dream and, and no longer desired it, then none of the other things would have happened. And, and I, like the, I like what you did, but I think mine is going to be different because I think the, the most impactful thing was the date. Coming up in an environment where she wasn't noticed, where she was asked to do a lot of things and everybody was mean to her, the date was the most important part that she got a chance for somebody to see her, to see her beauty, to see her splendor outside of the tapestries and all of the things, somebody noticed her. And and in the date itself, where everything, again, from the dream, it, 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 it influenced the dream or it helped. Her, her, it helped her to understand, as you said, that the dream could come true. But it was the date that made it all possible. The dress was just an outward thing. That that the dress and the slipper and all of that stuff went away at a certain point. But the date to be noticed to to what he went through to notice her. Which leads me to the question: Are we giving people things to notice outside of tapestry? Outside of, as you call it, a big boob or big boobs and a big butt, what else are we giving people to notice? Well, well, you gotta you gotta be realistic with this thing because you men are are very physical. <laughs> Everything is about the physical. If she doesn't look appealing on the physical, you're gonna look past her. Period. So let's get that clear, okay? Women may have mm-hmm. preferences. But men are very specific about that physical. If he's not into weave, she she crossed off the list. If nah. he's not into, he likes big butts, and her butt not big, but but her waist is small, and she got a heavy bust. He might look past her. There are certain things when it comes to men. You all are very physical into the eye, and if to the eye pleasing, you're not even gonna give her a chance to to know more. So. The knowing more, get out of here, Lawrence. When it comes to men, no, not necessarily true. And I get it. Men are very visual. I get that. But but once we now get to the point where we're introduced or we now can have a conversation or now having conversations, now, you know, going back to the Applebee scenario, there are certain behaviors that I'm not going to be attracted to, whether you got a big butt and a weave and big boobs or not. That's only a part of it. That's the initial part. Because at some point, all of that goes away. 
they ain't gonna be as perky and it ain't gonna be as lifted and 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 you know all of that. You know what I'm trying to say. Right, and I get it. But again, like I said, because because just the get, fact that can, I'm visual, if she can't get if she can't get past his visual, it's nothing that they can uh, choose to. That's why blind dates work for some, and that's why online dating works for some. Because they can have conversations, they're good at conversations, they are who they are before the physical takes place. Even though it has gotten to the point that because of catfishing, people have gone get real dramatic with it. But before yeah. that, think about the people that were really vested just based off conversation. Think about the time before before it was even, you saw pictures when it was just chat lines. It was the conversation that drew you to the person to want to talk to them more or get to know them more. The visual came later. But now it's a different ballgame. If you don't get past the visual, you, I don't care if they're the nicest person in the world, but if they're not what you physically like, it's a no-go. Yeah, but I think that's only for certain guys, and I only feel like that's a that's a small portion. I mean, out of out of five, that's a two or three. You still got to have more. You're still going to be looking for more. And, and you've seen the scenarios of, you know, the whole 80-20 thing where you get 80%, and Chris Rock said it best, like 80% is going to do this, but 20% is not. 20% looks good. 20% makes good reservations. 20% helps you to feel good. But 80 is rock. 80 is solid. 80 is supportive. But that's played out in why did I get married. Because she was 80%, but she wasn't 20% of what he liked physically because he started gaining weight. But then when he got his so-called 20%, 80% of it was missing and they broke up. So we all know about those types of scenarios, but still the question is, is it is it still holding true? It's not. The 20% is still winning out. I think 20% wins temporarily. I think 20% wins if there's something wrong. Temporarily, but they win. By that time, the 80% has moved on. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I I I I think um, if you look at it and you consider and you do the comparison or you do the analysis, I think you can see more with eighty, where twenty is just physical. But at some point, you need more than that. If my no woman argument. look good but can't no but argument. can't cook and can't do anything else, that's gonna play out. And it's gonna play out quick. Why you pick a woman that because she looked good and couldn't cook? You said gonna be hungry looking at a looking at a pretty woman. Spending all your money on on how to, um eat out, carry out, restaurant. Right, but y'all y'all go through all of these things with the eyebrow arching and the getting the weave put in and the butt implants and the breast augmentations and all of these things to pull us to this place. So don't try to just well, act like it's just us. I can't speak to that because I ain't got no button. Yeah, I know you, I I know you don't want to speak to it now. I know you don't want to speak to it now. I know. I know. And guess what? I yeah. can cook. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I got this kind of book. So uh, I don't have those problems, so I can't speak to that. But there are men, and Lawrence, you got to admit it, there are men that choose women that can't cook, don't clean up nothing, and then they're looking crazy because, now they're in these situations with a pretty woman who don't do nothing. 
What man wants to work hard and come home and got to bring food home to every time he comes? That gets played out, too, because who wants to eat out every single day? Right. Somebody's going to want some home-cooked food sometime. And if he works all day, he don't want to come home and cook. I know you're right. No, you're right. I don't mind cooking, and I can cook, so I, I definitely don't mind that. But so let's let's, and, and, and let's do said, this. And I said that about mine too. He can cook if he come home from a hard day work. I always tell him to cook every day if I've been home. Right, right. So I everybody got to consider that way. Next, because we got to the last two minutes. Yeah, so you know, I, I want you to 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 talk to the female population. I'll talk to the male population about this whole Cinderella illusion, <laughs> like. <clears throat> Any final thoughts? Any anything that you want to say um, as we wrap it up? Yeah, I think that women ought to be careful. So, you know, we all grew up watching um, Cinderella, and now as we got older, watch Pretty Woman, and we all mm-hmm. want that romance and that fairy tale. But don't let don't get fooled. Don't it's nothing worse. You know, as the saying says, nothing worse than an old fool. Believe in the dream, but not enough to sacrifice yourself. So okay. I'll say about it. Um, this is what I'm going to say for men and for women. I think when you are looking for love, my question um, is, is going to be this. Do you understand what you need? And I think that that is a very, as we talked about the first question of who teaches you romance or how do you learn romance, I think when you are looking for love or you're looking for a romantic relationship, do you understand what you need and how can I get this person who I'm trying to pull into my world to understand what I need? And that's from the men's perspective and the women's perspective. I, um, do I believe in fairy tales? Like, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy the movie Pretty Woman. I watch it every single time it comes on like I've never seen it. Um, so maybe I do believe in fairy tales. But at the end of the day, even in the in the, the um, Pretty Woman scenario, she questioned that. This is what I need. And if you can't give it to me, let me go. And, you know, he went through the, the going up the fire escape with the umbrella and, and, and saying all of those things at the very end of the movie. So my question tonight, understanding the whole Cinderella scenario, yes, we talked about the dream, and the dream is definitely important. The dream is important to have. But do you understand what you need? Is it the date or the dress or the dream? Folks oh, are out of time, but never out of things to talk about. We, again, thank each and every one of you who join us every Thursday night on A Different Identity. And with that being said, Pamela? When you know better, you do better. See you all next Thursday. <laughs>